Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. going on Steelers Nation Radio it is high noon on a Friday afternoon that can only mean one thing it's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold I'm Wesley Euler flying solo today as our buddy Arthur Motes is uh, flying out of this part of the country Uh, I'll be solo today I'm live with you here on SNR at high noon on a Friday and then as we've mentioned to you uh, over the past week or so uh, Motes and I will go to our, I guess, same schedule, but not live, if that makes sense. Motsi's going to be uh, gone for a couple weeks, but we're still going to be doing the show, albeit just recorded ahead of time. So this is our last live show for a few weeks. Uh, you'll still hear us Monday, Wednesday, Friday at noon, as you always do. But again, those will be pre-recorded. We still want your comments. We still want your tweets throughout the next couple weeks while we're uh, doing these things from the comforts of our home or for Arthur Motes from his hotel. Uh, you can still tweet us. You know where to get at us at all, as always. At Wesley Euler is where you can find me today. If you want to chime in, we'll take some phone calls before we get out of here as well too. But it is our last live Steelers Blitz show for about four weeks. Although, to be fair, two weeks from now, I'll be out at the Combine the entire week with Matt Williamson, with Dale Lolly, with Max Starks, so we will be doing live shows then. Obviously, it just won't be Steelers Blitz specific. So there you go. That's where we're at. Uh, to rock and roll with us throughout this entire process, you know the drill. Uh, you can get the show in podcast form wherever you get your podcasts, on demand, free of charge. Just search Steelers Blitz, subscribe, like, review, five stars, all that good stuff, and we'll keep it rolling. But, yes, this is the last live show today, you knuckleheads, uh, for a couple weeks of the Steelers Blitz. So get those tweets in, get your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions going. And I know you'll want to chime in on this first topic that I have you to get started here today. I got a fun show planned for you. As always, when Arthur Motes is out, we'll play a little bit of audio. We will hear from, from Motesy a conversation that he had with Mike Pursuta uh, later on in the program. I'll also bring some friends, as I always do, an old friend, our old pal, One of the original voices here on SNR when this thing launched many moons ago, our buddy Adam Crowley will join me uh, in the 1 o'clock hour uh, to talk all things going on with the Steelers quarterback situation, priorities ahead of the combine in the draft, thoughts on some of the uh, coaching changes and hires and general manager to be named. We'll get to all that with the Crowman just a little under an hour from now. But first, here's where I want to start today. Folks, Motes and I have done it here on the show. It's happening all across this city. It will obviously only continue when we get to the Combine in two weeks and when we get to the draft in April. Quarterback conversation. Everyone's got an opinion on Mason Rudolph, on Dwayne Haskins, on Kirk Cousins, on Kenny Pickett, on Malik Willis, on G- on Jameis Winston. Did I forget anybody? I'm sure I forgot somebody. Matt Corral, Sam Howe. Derek Carr, we've discussed at nauseum 
all the different quarterback scenarios in this town. It's understandable, understandable why. You know, we are about to, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, be uh, searching for a quarterback, have questions about the quarterback position for the first time in, in 20 years almost. It's been a big topic of conversation. Here's the one thing that I think everybody is missing, though, when we have this conversation. You know, everyone's got their different opinions. Should it be a rookie? Should it be someone from the draft? Should it be a veteran? You know, should it be someone that has been kind of a retread but might have a higher ceiling? The one thing that I think everyone is missing in this conversation is that the Steelers quarterback play is going to be better in 2022 than it was in 2021. Is that bold? I don't know if that's bold, but I don't care if it's Mason Rudolph. I don't care if it's Jameis Winston, Kirk Cousins, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis. Okay, maybe some of the rookies, not so much. But any of these other, it's going to be better for the Steelers this year than it was last year. Ben Roethlisberger, what he was able to do in some winning time moments for this team was crucial in 2021. But his overall play, his entire body of work in 17 games, well, 16 games, right, because he missed one due to COVID, the Lions game, his entire body of work in 16 games overall was at best average. And that's not a knock on Ben. He's a Hall of Famer. He's going to Canton in five years. That's just the truth. And that's just the reality for most quarterbacks when they hit his age, of course, other than Tom Brady. On NFL.com, and, and, and what made me start to think about this as a topic for today and, and why I really wanted to get into this a little bit to start here. On NFL.com, um, Bill Barnwell, or sorry, Greg Rosenthal of NFL.com, they did a composite ranking of every quarterback who started a game in the NFL this past season. 62 different quarterbacks started a game in the NFL, NFL.com, Ranked them all from 1 to 62. You know, number one on the list was Tom Brady. I mean, geez, can that guy just go away? Number two, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Matt Stafford, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr. That's your top 10. And then it's, you know, Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Lamar Jackson. The list keeps going on. 15, Matt Ryan, 16, Mac Jones. 17, Jalen Hurts. 18, Teddy Bridgewater. 19, Carson Wentz. Ah, that's the guy that I was forgetting. Now people are starting to talk about Carson Wentz to the Steelers. That's a real thing that's been happening over the last few days. Jimmy G checks in at number 20. Folks, to get to Ben Roethlisberger's name on this list, he was listed at number 29 overall. Got some of the guys that were in front of him, Jared Goff, Tua Tagovailoa, Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, Taylor Heineke, Justin Fields, some of the guys that were right after him, Taysom Hill, Davis Mills, Trevor, Andy Dalton. 29th Ben Roethlisberger of the quarterbacks in the NFL last year out of, again, the 62 that started games. And you might not agree with that. You might say, now, wait a second. Some of those guys that were in front of him, come on, Ben should be in front of those guys. Even if that's the case, I think at best, or I think at least comfortably, and again, This is just reality. This is not trying to poo-poo or disrespect anyone. The Steelers' quarterback play wasn't top 20 in the NFL last year. That's got to improve. It it just has to. 29th overall 
It's got to be better. <laughs> it's tough to say, oh, yeah, it'll definitely be better if it's Mason Rudolph, if it's Dwayne Haskins. But I can't, I don't think it can get much worse. You know, Mason Rudolph is on this list, like, in the 40s. He also – it's tough to evaluate one game. Of the guys, though, that started an entire season, Ben Roethlisberger is towards the back of the list. He's ahead of a couple guys. You know, like I said, he's, a, he's ahead of Trevor Lawrence. Um, he was ahead of uh, – Davis Mills, a couple other guys who who played a decent amount of football this year. But when you look just purely at the numbers for Ben Roethlisberger, and there are 17 games to go from because, like I said, he missed the Lions game due to COVID, but the Steelers obviously made the playoffs. So 17 games, 24 touchdowns, 10 interceptions for Ben Roethlisberger, a little under 4,000 passing yards. It, It can get better for the Pittsburgh Steelers at the quarterback position. That's the thing I think we're all missing. I think a lot of us expect doom and gloom and not this team bottoming out, not this team winning three games, four games, five games. But I think everyone is, you know, if you're being realistic, thinks, hey, there's a real possibility the Steelers could have a losing record next season for the first time in what would be about 20 years, 19 years, I believe, would be the exact number. And again, not a a top five pick, anything like that. You know, maybe the team goes seven and ten. Maybe they go eight and nine, something in that range. Still technically a losing season, right? But not a just an absolute dreadful season. But that's where I'm at where it comes to the quarterback position. Now, it's a completely different conversation in terms of finding your next franchise guy. Finding the guy who can help you climb that stairway to seven and eventually win your next Lombardi trophy. Your next franchise guy where we can have another, you know, two decades where we don't have to worry about the quarterback position. But in the meantime... This team's still going to win some games. Because, again, what Ben Roethlisberger was able to do in crucial situations, in winning time moments, in big games, you know, in second halves and fourth quarters when the Steelers needed him and he was able to do the old cowboy gunslinger thing, you can't take that away from him. And you obviously can't take away the fact that he was a consistent top-five quarterback during the era that's been the most loaded quarterback group, the most loaded quarterback era ever. But, you know, like his limitations out on the field with the offense made at times things one-dimensional. And I don't think that's going to be the case in 2022. So, again, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. This team's still going to the playoffs. This team, That's not what I'm saying. But I've just – when you could, when you look back now when we've had some time, when the emotion, too, of, you know, just – having to say goodbye to a guy like number seven after 18 years and all the memories that he brought to Pittsburgh. I think you automatically just think, though, we're going to swim in this vast wasteland of, you know, of the quarterback jungle for a few years until we can find the next guy. I, I don't think it has to be that dire, that dramatic. Because you could say it without being a hater. You could say it without being disrespectful. It's just true. The Steelers already didn't have very good quarterback play last year for the majority of the time for, you know, when you're when you're calculating the entire season. Like I said, they wouldn't have made the playoffs if it wasn't for Ben Roethlisberger. There's no doubt about that. He did his part. But it was more at times certainly on the defense and, and some of the other things that the Steelers had going around him. I think you can make the playoffs again with a lot of these guys. You're going to have to draft, right? We all know that. 
We love Najee Harris. We love Pat Fryermuth. Deontay Johnson certainly is a talented wide receiver. you got to address the offensive line. You've got to start rebuilding in the trenches. That'll help any quarterback, and that certainly would have helped Ben Roethlisberger last year as well, too. It would have helped him probably in 2020 when the offensive line wasn't very good either. But when you look at some of these names on the list, guys that will be available, I think it's realistic for the Steelers to at worst have a a lateral type of quarterback performance in 2022. I don't think it can be much worse. I see some of you tweet me, it's going to be worse if it's Mason. And I understand why you feel that way, certainly. But that's just the reality of the situation. I know this is Steelers Nation Radio. I, like you, love Ben Roethlisberger. I, like you, know that he's a top five quarterback of this era. That's the best quarterback era in the history of the game. And I obviously know five years from now, he's going to be walking across that stage in Canton. That's not taking anything away from those guys, or from from that guy, pardon me. But you got, at best, middle-of-the-pack quarterback play last year. And I think you can get that again. And if you improve the offensive line, if you maybe have a little bit more luck with health on defense, you can win nine games again. Heck, maybe even 10. TC tweets me and says, how many of those quarterbacks were in the playoffs? I know a list that has TJ Watt is the 20th best player, Miles 7th, so those lists are very subjective. Yeah, TC, that's pro football focus. We don't play, pay them any mind. This, I mean, this is the NFL Network. The NFL Network doesn't put together frivolous lists. You can go on NFL.com and look at it. They've got it all broken down with their numbers, with their reasonings why for all their rankings. This is a legitimate list. And how many of those quarterbacks were in the playoffs of the ones that were ranked ahead of Ben Roethlisberger, right? Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo was in the playoffs. Jalen Hurts was in the playoffs. Mac Jones was in the playoffs. Lamar Jackson was obviously... Wait, no, Lamar Jackson was not in the playoffs. Pardon me. Um, it, it's, again, I'm the my, my, my general thesis with this is that I think a lot of us, when we have this quarterback conversation, when we debate, again, all the the veteran guys that could be had, some of the... Uh, high pedigree guys like the Jameis Winstons or Marcus Mariotas that never really reached their potential. Or if you want to go the college route, I just think there's ways for the Steelers to still be competitive in 2022. And I just as competitive as they were this season. TC also says, and this is a really good point, uh, on Twitter at Wesley, the offense seemed to do a lot better when things were up-tempo. And... It says maybe it's Canada and no offensive line was bigger part than the lack of offense, not the quarterback. Yeah, TC, but I also think, you know, some of that you, you can't be, you can't, and listen, I know we all don't like Matt Canada, and I, you know, I have been critical of him here with Arthur Motes as well, too. And we all know the offensive line was one of the worst three or four in the National Football League. But a lot of the things that they were doing on offense as well, too, were catered to the quarterback's skill set. Ben just couldn't throw the ball downfield like he used to. Ben's not as mobile, obviously. We all know that. Who's as mobile at age 39 as they are earlier in their life? I think everyone has to take a bite of that sandwich. You can't blame the lack of, you know, creativity by the offense, other than the few times that they were able to have success in tempo, on just Matt Canada and just the offensive line. They played their roles, absolutely, 
but so did Ben Roethlisberger's. Again, I like I don't think I'm speaking blasphemy in in the sanctuary by by pointing out that, that Ben had his limitations last year. You can say all the great things about him and give him all the compliments while being realistic about what 2021 as well was as well, and it was at best average quarterback play. And I think the Steelers could get that again, maybe even a little bit better. And I don't think we have to worry about wandering in a wasteland forever. This team is going to, when they think the time is right, when they've identified the correct target, they're going to go out and they're going to get their guy. But if they don't think that person's available this offseason, which I think a lot of us are on that same page, your quarterback for the next 15 years ain't out there right now, I don't think we have to panic in the interim. And I'm sure there's some Steelers fans out there that would say, you know what, I would rather just have a couple really bad seasons and position ourselves to go and get the next guy. But you can do that and still be competitive. You look at all the great quarterbacks, and yeah, we know the guys that have been taken first overall, but there's been a lot of guys that have been taken in the teens as well. You know, Ben Roethlisberger was 11th overall. Patrick Mahomes was what, 15th? Josh Allen was the seventh pick, I believe, in the draft, if I'm remembering correctly. So you don't have to be in the top five. If you're in the teens, it's a lot easier to move up than if you're in the 20s, absolutely. But I think that's where the Steelers are going to be. They're still going to be competitive with whoever's under center, They're going to bide their time, and they're going to wait until, again, they think that they found the next guy. And then that's when they'll give up draft picks, or that's when they'll go and make their move. And I don't think it's going to take them a long time, because you've got T.J. Watt, the best pass rusher in the NFL, the best defensive player in the NFL. Yeah, I said it, Aaron Donald. Who won the award, baby? (laughs) You've got Cam Hayward still playing great football. You've got Minka Fitzpatrick in the prime of his career. You've got some nice stuff going on that defense, absolutely. I think especially if you can figure out the middle of the field and what's going on with Devin Bush and Joe Schobert or who their potential replacements could be. If you're able to revamp the offensive line, all of a sudden, this is a team that doesn't have a ton of huge, gaping weaknesses. Let's wait and see who the quarterback is, right? And again, I'm not saying that they're going to be Super Bowl contenders, but I don't think that this team is going to suddenly just fall apart I think that they're going to remain competitive because I think they're going to continue to get average quarterback play. And if you imp- if you have average QB play and you improve the offensive line and Najee Harris takes another step forward and the defense, eh, again, has a little bit more luck with health this season, this team could be in the mix once again down the stretch, maybe even for a division title. The Browns ain't perfect. Bengals, they had a heck of a run, but that's as well, too. Ravens, they figure to be healthier than they were last year, but they've got some change now in that organization. I think the AFC North is, is going to be wide open next year like it was this past year, and I expect the Steelers to be part of that. Whew. So... That's where I'm at today. That's the one thing is everyone's talking about the quarterback play. Who do they have to go get? How good does the quarterback have to be? What age does the QB have to be? I I think there's a lot of capable candidates to be that bridge quarterback. And I don't mean like the bridge that got knocked out at Frick Park a couple weeks ago, all right? I'm talking a much sturdier bridge than that one. (laughs) I'm going to get to some more of your tweets here rolling in. I did want to, though. 
Um, speaking of the quarterback situation, right? I told you I'd bring some friends. I told you we'd hear from Arthur Motes. How about Craig Wolfley and Missy Matthews as well, too? Here's a little audio from Steelers.com, from Steelers TV. Uh, Missy Matthews, Mike Pursuta, Craig Wolfley, and our guy Arthur DeBody Motes. Talk about the Steelers quarterback situation. Here, take a listen. All right, sticking with the Steelers offense, uh, no surprise here. Ben Roethlisberger officially announcing his retirement after 18 years in the league and all with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So as I said at the beginning of the show, quarterbacks, quarterback, quarterbacks, guys, we are going to be talking about that into training camp, into the preseason, into the regular season, I'm sure. But now we are at the portion of the season where it is who are going to be the quarterbacks. And we heard from Steelers team president Art Rooney II. He said nothing is off the table in terms of how they are going to acquire guys or who is going to be the quarterback. Uh, we know, Triv, that Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins were both told they are, they are competing for the starting job. What do you make so far of the guys they have in-house right now? Uh, what I make of the guys they have in-house right now is that, uh, as you referenced a minute ago, Art Rooney said, we certainly won't close any doors at this point. There will be a lot of doors to open and look through. Mike Tomlin said, you know, right now all options are on the table. Uh, I haven't heard anybody associated with the team tell me, uh, yeah, Mason Rudolph's been here. We've been developing him. We've just been waiting for a chance to make him a starter. I haven't heard anybody associated with the team say, boy, we struck gold with Dwayne Haskins. We got him for a song. He's a first-round guy. He's going to be the guy. Certainly they are in the mix, but I think in the mix is the key uh, part of the equation right now. You know some guys are coming in here. Uh, it's just a question of how they get here and who they are. So uh, stay tuned. This, As you mentioned at the outset, this is going to be fun to keep an eye on uh, throughout next season, really. Yeah, man, you hit it right on the head there as well when you said they're in the mix. Because when I think of Mason and I think Haskins, it's pros and cons to both of these guys. When I think of Mason, I say, hey, this is a guy that has started a full season or close to a full season here in Pittsburgh. And he had a rocky go, right? It was kind of inconsistent. But we've also can point to times where he's come back since then and it's looked improved. It's looked impressive. You think about the, the week 17 or excuse me, week 16 game against the Browns two seasons ago. He comes in, he looks good stretching the ball downfield. He had moments this year against the Lions as well. But when I think of Haskins, pros with him, elite level arm talent, we know that was one of the biggest reasons why he was drafted where he was drafted. And some people thought that he slipped in the draft on top of that. But in terms of the cons for both of these guys, inconsistent play so with that i think that man depending on how this team is going to feel about mason in terms of do they think he can take that next step i at least feel like they're giving him that chance they're at least going to give Haskins that chance by keeping them in that conversation and if you're those two guys with the track record that they currently have i mean realistically that that is probably your best situation right now i can only get it go right with you look at all i can say is let the cop get you know, I mean, both these guys are capable. We'll see. They in the mix is the key phrasing. But, you know, you take a look at a guy like Mason. You know, it, there were some rough patches, but he these called down the night before the Detroit game in a uh, situation where it's a little cool, a little rainy, and he goes 30 of 50 for 242 and one and one. You know, one TD, one interception. By golly, I mean, that's a good job on a very short notice, like the day before. And you got to say... There's something there that I think the kid's got some abilities. Let him compete with Haskins if it, to bring in a third quarterback, uh, some quarterback maybe that 
falls to you somehow. I don't know how. I mean, that's above my pay grade. I mean, you got guys there that are, you know, they got a lot of more uh, brains upstairs than I do. But the fact is, you got a couple of guys right now that you can have great competition this season. And if you add a third guy in, you know they're going to at least get a third arm, if not two more. Uh, then we'll see what what happens. But I'm I'm all for letting Mason and and, and uh, uh, Dwayne just go at it. Guys, I think the interesting thing about the offseason pro days are about to start. We know the combine and then we head into, you know, the real stuff in terms of the draft. But free agency is prior to the draft. Um, so there might be a free agent you like, somebody you want to sign, but you don't know what's going to happen in the draft. There could be a player you like. But as we all know, you can see the team right before you take trip. How do you think the Steelers, if you were in charge, will approach adding another body to that quarterback room? If I was in charge. I bring in two. I bring in a, a veteran free agent that doesn't cost me a whole lot of money, similar to uh, the Dwayne Haskins situation. Uh, very little up front uh, in terms of capital invested and, and some maybe potential big upside. But uh, I look at this quarterback class and one guy in particular. Now, uh, let me preface what I'm about to say by uh, emphasizing that I reserve the right to change my mind. It's still uh, a lot of time <laughs> between now and the draft. But uh, right now, today, as we're, as we're doing this show, this kid from Liberty, Malik Willis, to me, has monster upside. He's got monster uh, a monster physical skill set. He's built like a running back or a linebacker. He's not a frail kid. He can throw it through a car wash probably and not get it wet. And uh, he's a tremendous runner already. And, you know, depending on how the draft unfolds, Missy, I look around, picks uh, 15, 16, 17, and think, you know, you might be able to move into one of those spots without giving up the future of the organization. Uh, I'm going to be angling to get my hands on Malik Willis if it's left up to me. Now, probably a lot of people are watching this saying, thank God they're not leaving it up to Pursuta. <laughs> but that's where, that's, where I'm, that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm officially intrigued with Malik Willis. Well, Pursuit, I'll say this. I do share your excitement for Malik Willis. I think that that dual threat dynamic that he possesses and just overall raw ability, because he is definitely more of the raw side right now, is extremely exciting than when you think about getting him into an organization and especially with the way that the NFL is shifting and along with knowing what Matt Canada offense is really predicated on his mobility at the quarterback position. I mean, he would be the perfect fit in a sense for that. But for me, I take the approach. I don't want to have to, you know, wait or roll the dice on one of these rookie quarterbacks. I personally would much rather use some of this uh, cap flexibility that we do have, use some of these draft picks that we have, and actually get a proven franchise quarterback or a proven QB1. I understand that, yes, it costs, but at the same time, when you look at the pieces that this team, in terms of Pittsburgh, they already have, they are one or two pieces away from being right back in that conversation of really competing. But you have to have that quarterback to be in play for that. So for me, I don't want to waste T.J. Watt's prime years. I don't want to waste Cam Hayward, you know, especially as he's aging like a fine, fine wine right now, <laughs> and even Minka Fitzpatrick. So when I think of those guys, I say to myself, how can I maximize this window? How can I maximize this cap situation and ultimately get the best out of this bunch? Because I still feel like I have a group that can compete. And ultimately, that is by being a little bit more aggressive and getting a little bit more of a marquee name that's available right now. And you both present such great arguments. Uh, man, it's got my head spinning, which really is hard to do, come to think of it. But anyhow, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, 
you know, I look at it, I lived through the Bradshaw transition era. You know, I played with Terry in his last year, uh, with several years with him in his last year. And then Cliff Stout came on, and then Marlon was there. And you know what? Everybody's going to suffer in comparison, and that's the problem. When you follow a legend, a Hall of Famer, a guy like Ben who has just been so great for so long, for, I mean, we're talking almost two decades, guys, anybody is going to pale in comparison to him. So be ready, buckle up, whoever you are, because when you step into that role, you've stepped into a role of some shoes. You got those are those are like Bozo the Clown shoes. You got to step into. They're huge, okay. So that's going to be a difficulty uh, right then and there. And I'm frankly, I got to tell you this much: I'm, I'm for short trips. That kid, kid really, I like that kid. <laughs> I do. What can I say? <laughs> Good stuff there on Steelers Live. Missy Matthews, Mike Pursuta, Craig Wolfley, and, of course, our guy Arthur Motes. You hear Pursuta and Wolf, they want to go the collegiate route. Motes wants to go the veteran route. What say you? Tweet me at Wesley Euler. Like I said, we'll get to some phone calls uh, maybe as well later on in the show. TC here uh, tweets, and I totally agree with this. I think this is well said. Um, No one is saying Ben didn't have limitations next year. If they want better quarterback play, they can't trot out that same offensive line and that can't run block or pass block, can't throw downfield when you only have two seconds to throw. Totally agree, TC. And I, hey, call me a dreamer. Call me overly optimistic. But the offensive line has to be better next year. Now, I I know that it can always get worse. And, you know, I think in 2020 we were saying, ah, it's got to be better next year, and it certainly wasn't in 2021. But, yeah, you improve that offensive line, and I think this team can be just as competitive, if not maybe – even more competitive than they were this past year, even if they don't end up finding the next franchise quarterback sometime in the coming months. I'm Wesley Euler. We're going to take our first break here. When we come back, conversation. I want to talk a little offensive line some more. I want to bring some more friends to the show here. And uh, about a now, we'll have our buddy Adam Crowley join us as well, too. So plenty to get to. You know where to get at me. If you want to chime in, if you want to get involved, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. 